happy Tuesday. Thank you for joining this day's grace podcast. I'm your host Mariah Elise. And today we have a lovely friend of mine. And I haven't gotten to talk a lot with her recently because life, (laughs) life has happened in school and sports and activities and all that. But I am so excited to have her with us today. Her name is Lauren Fowler. And she is from Saratoga Springs, Utah. She has three sisters, and some of her favorite hobbies include playing soccer, and yes, she is on the team here at SVU. She loves to play Just Dance and loves to read romance novels. She has lots of dreams as well, and some of those include traveling to every continent, um, being trilingual, which I want (laughs) to know what languages she wants to speak, which is awesome, and then scuba diving. Um... The reason why I'm having her on today is for one super duper important um, reason, other than that the Spirit prompted me to ask her. She is leaving for a mission um, in just about a month, and so it's wild. She was called to serve for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, a mission in Houston, Texas, and she will be speaking Spanish. She will be starting um, at the MTC, which is um, the Missionary Training Center, in, on January 27th, on January 24th, excuse me. <laughs> and so, anywho, how do you feel about that? I would go tomorrow yeah? if they called me tomorrow well, and said, you, there's a spot open, you can go. I would go. <laughs> That's incredible. How do you feel? Do you have everything that you need? And how has the process of prep- preparing for your mission been? It is a lot harder than I thought yeah. to be able to go. Like, I had to get rid of all of my clothes because they didn't fit the standards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to find dresses below your knees in a world where dresses don't they really don't. go to your knees anymore. <laughs> um, and a lot of the shots you have to get. That stuff has been, like, probably the more difficult side. But luckily I have a mother who's, like, on top of it. very organized and on okay. top of things. So I haven't had to worry too much about okay. that stuff. But other than that preparing it's like it's funny because I feel like every experience I have I'm like God's preparing me for my mission like that's gonna happen (laughs) and it's like I don't even know if that's gonna happen on my mission but things that happen I'm like oh my gosh she's trying to prepare me prepare me prepare me so it's funny that just my perspective has changed on like this chapter of my life I love that that's awesome now have any of your three sisters served None of them. So, well, your parents <laughs> are like, ah, my baby's going to start a mission. How I do they know. feel? They think it's perfect for me. Okay. I think, I don't know, because I never wanted to go. Like, it was more of a within the last year to six months that I was like, I'm going to go. Because there's always those thoughts of like, you're not ready. Like, there's so many other things going on that you could do. And None of my sisters went. They're very educational driven. And so they were like, we're going to go to school and grad school. And one of them's in medical school. One of them's in pharmacy school. So that just wasn't their path, you know? And so for me to come to my parents and like, yeah, like I'm going to take 18 months off. And I think it was a shock, but I think they were really happy because I think they liked that I was trying something different. That's incredible. I love that so much that you're doing that. Um, I... I loved being a missionary. I truly did. Um, It was literally the hardest time of my life, but it was um, 
here's the thing though. When people say that, yeah. it's only the hardest time up until that point. Right. But then when you go to college and you have to be by yourself, that's the hardest time of your life. And when yeah. you have kids, that's the hardest time. It it is not um beyond your capability because you are strong. Um I feel like people would almost scare me in a way. Yeah, like, they did the same for me. They were like, it's the best 18 months, but then they're also like, it was so hard. And yeah. part of me is like, what does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? But also, I think just missions are so personal to, like, you. And so I'm like, if he's sending me to Texas for a reason, it'll be hard for me. But, like, yeah, exactly. I could handle it, you know? Do you like the warm weather? <laughs> I love the warm weather. I don't like sweating. Yeah, I know. But it's so humid, I'm going to die. And I'm on a bike, too. So I'm going to knock on a door and be like, hi. And I'm going to be dripping sweat. But hopefully that means they'll invite me in and I can share the gospel. Okay, I love that. So what were the three languages that you would dream of learning? So I'm learning Spanish on my mission. Sure. And I obviously know English already. So that's already two. And this is a far-fetched dream, but I really want to learn Mandarin because that, I mean, I looked it up because I love talking to people and I was like, what language do most people know? And of course it's Mandarin because there's so many people in China and surrounding countries. So maybe one day I'll just pull it out and I'll be learning, I'll know Mandarin. I sure (laughs) hope so. That's wonderful. I... I have a hard time learning English as it is. Yeah. <laughs> but I was um so when you receive a mission call for those of you who haven't had that experience or who just don't know when you receive one um they will let you know the location and then they'll let you know the language that you're assigned to speak. It's typically geared to the area that you're in um I served in Utah on Temple Square and all of the sisters speak all different languages since it's like a melting pot and people come um, from all different places around the world. So what they do is they typically assign almost everybody a language. Um, Not everybody, everybody, but there's a huge selection of people. And I was just assigned English at first. But when my um, mission president and I were praying, Um, together one time in our first meeting we just felt called it was almost um that we both received the revelation at once that I was supposed to become a sign language missionary (gasps) really and so I I learned sign language obviously I only chose to serve for about three months and so I it was a very short mission and so I know a little bit but not fluent um I part of serving on Temple Square is you have to go to the MTC for two and a half weeks and then another two and a half weeks you have to go for like church history training and so you do the standard two and a half weeks and then you have to so I was in the MTC a long time and that was a big portion of time (laughs) that I was on my mission (laughs) and it was all during COVID so we were all like you know confined to you know our houses and stuff but then I was able to serve um, for a little bit as well. But I am so excited for you. But let's talk about the most important thing. Um, how, what's your relationship with Jesus like? And how do you know for certain that he loves you? Yeah, that's a good question. He is my brother that I've never had on earth. Yeah. <laughs> But he's my brother always, and I like to consider him that because I feel like it's more of a special relationship. But I've always wondered this, but I remember 
in primary, like, always feeling God's love for me when you're younger, because it's something that is always in the songs and what they teach you, and your parents are always like, you know, God loves you, so I remember when I was younger, like, feeling like, oh, yeah, like, I do have a testimony, like, I know God loves me, and then I just remember getting into this stage of middle school and questioning your identity and your worth and who you are, and I would, like, I remember sinning and when I would sin I would think like God doesn't love me and so I remember kind of just going through a transition from like oh yeah of course God loves me to how could he love you if you're like sinning and doing different things like that and then it really was gradual after that when I became a sophomore in high school to like where I'm at now just coming to a point of like choosing you know do I want to choose God in my life or am I going to choose a different path because I think everyone who grows up in the church you kind of ask yourself like am I brainwashed or I know <laughs> is <it>. this real <laughs> and I'm sure you've had a different experience being a convert but I just remember thinking like kind of almost thinking should I go to a different church but knowing you know what sets us apart and it's like the book of Mormon is truly what sets us apart so I remember reading and after like reading the Book of Mormon more, you hear the stories and you're like, wow, this is so relatable to my life. And it's like, how? It was like so long ago it was written, but, and just feeling how the stories in the Book of Mormon and how they prayed, it kind of showed me more how to pray a little bit better. And so I think, I remember one time I was, (laughs) it was like my junior year of high school and I was trying out for student body vice president. I was working super hard to try to win. And I just remember praying and like, Heavenly Father, please bless it all. Be able to get the spot. And just having that feeling of like, you got it. Like you worked hard enough, you got it. And I think for me, that was when I was like certain, like he does care. Like, because he knows your dreams and he knows what you want and he knows how hard you work and so for me it's a certain thing like he does love me he like gave me this opportunity so and obviously there's been many times in my life where I felt his love but it's certain when you ask for something and he's like yeah like I got it for you like you're fine that's awesome oh I love that so much what would you say are some ways that are less than traditional like aside from like reading the scriptures or going to church or taking the sacrament or going to the temple what are some non-traditional ways that you feel God's love for you? Yeah. Um, I always wondered this. And recently, I've come to a point where what I love the most is people. And I love, like, I'm very extroverted. I love saying hello to people and talking to people. And I noticed that when I need something or if I'm struggling with something, it's... God puts people in my life that, like, will fulfill the need. That's awesome. And that's, like, basic Christianity right there. It's just, like, when you see a need, you fulfill a need. And so it's, like, he uses, you know, who you are to speak to you differently. And he speaks to everyone differently. But for me, it's, like, someone will say something to me that will be, like, an answer to a prayer. Or they'll do something that's an answer. So sometimes he just, like, speaks to other people, you know, because maybe that's how I listen more (laughs) is through someone else. That's wonderful. And it is just so different for everyone. Like, yeah. it definitely fits with your personality. Um, um, one of the ways that I experience his love, and it's just, it's the weirdest thing. But it's it's when I get to hold an infant. 
<laughs> I love that. I don't know why. <laughs> it's just like, I'm like, I am so loved that you created this human being that's so perfect and so little and vulnerable. Yeah. And I get to have an interaction with them, you know, <laughs> like that is really cool. I know a lot of people feel God's love in nature and with their friends and family. Sometimes even just the sun shining. Yeah. You know, it's like, <gasps> that like is the sun came awesome. up in the morning. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. That is awesome. And so what would you say um, compels you to share Jesus Christ with others? This could be within your mission story of why you wanted to serve a mission, but it could just be why you're doing it here on campus because you do a great job of sharing (laughs) Jesus Christ on campus too. Thanks. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, There's, I don't know the exact quote, but in Preach My Gospel, there's a line that says, the more you use the atonement for yourself, the more you want to share it. Yeah. And that's not an exact quote, but I love that. And I remember reading that and thinking that was so true because times in my life where maybe I've sinned or I felt lonely or I felt scared or some way and like I've had to use the atonement and repent and come to a change where I'm like yeah I am gonna choose him and I am gonna be better and when you feel the love that God has for you when you use the atonement it makes you go like almost get just an excitement like like other people need to feel this way you know and I just I totally believe that there are thousands of people out there who are ready to hear the gospel and they just haven't been found yet you know and so it just gets me so excited because the way that I've been able to be converted and to find the love that my savior has for me and to think that someone else could be struggling but they could feel this joy it just gets you so excited like I can change someone's life that's kind that's kind do you even have that feeling for people that you don't like Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which sometimes I don't, but sometimes, but often I have to pray and think like, okay, like, let me feel their love for them. Mm-hmm. And so then it comes, but yeah, it's like, they're all my brothers and sisters. So yeah. you have to love all of them. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. I love that gospel literally means good news. And yeah. I think that that has kind of been a shifting perspective on like sharing love with others because um, I think that it's kind of like, I don't know if you watch a really good commercial, like when we were kids, I know like Furbies <laughs> and like Tamagotchis or I had a Tamagotchi. Did you? <laughs> yes. Pixel chicks, all those fun things. Like the, they were like our aqua beads. Yeah. Like those were all like really, really huge and they were awesome. Yeah. It was so good to be able to share that about with your friends. If you got the toy or if you just want the toy, you were like, this is awesome. Yeah. And so of course you're going to talk about it and uh-huh. share it. Yeah. And so even greater news is Jesus Christ. And so yeah. it's cool to be able to share that with others and share your joy with them. Yes. Um, I love that so much. <laughs> um, and so, you already answer, answered this briefly, but um, what has been some of the hardest and most rewarding parts of um, preparing to serve for your mission? Right. This, it's funny because I feel like it's, I've never felt Satan more, but I've also never felt God more in my life. And wow, it's it's an interesting dynamic, but like I remember when I first got my call, like just feeling so much doubt, like like, I remember getting my call, and I I would look at vi- YouTube videos of people who would open their mission call, and, like, they're crying, and they feel the spirit, and they're so happy, and I 
did not have that experience. Like, I opened it, and I went, this sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, it was, and it was hard, and I was in Florida when I opened my call, and I only had, like, a few friends with me, and my family was on FaceTime. And so I opened it, and I put on a smile because people were there, and then... Yeah. When everyone left and I said goodbye to my parents on FaceTime, I bawled my eyes out and it just, I like didn't feel the spirit and I went, what's going on? And then you ask yourself like, am I not worthy? Am I not supposed to go? Is this not the right time? Is God even there for me? Like just so many things. And, and over time, obviously with prayer, like it got better, but I, I really came down to, like, it's just Satan. Like, he really is just, like, he works at you more and more. And the closer you get to your mission, like, the harder he's, like, trying to pull you down, right? Because yeah. he doesn't want those people to feel the joy. No. That you feel. And no. so, I remember, like, yeah, just thinking, like, whoa. Like, when I came to a realization, yeah. like, like, you just have to keep trying. But then also there's stuff, like, I've never felt more joy. Like, mm-hmm. the same time that Satan's trying to pull me down, you know, in the back of my head, it's like no like it'll be okay you know it's funny like every time I feel like doubt there's always something in my mind that's like you know it's true like you know it's gonna be okay and so I've just felt God like trying to hang on to me like you can do it and with that like coming here and just even taking mission prep the class we have here and our institute teacher brother Palmer he's an amazing teacher and even that was just a witness to me of like God was like yeah. preparing me and helping me along and so it's like coming to a point realizing you know what there's going to be some hard stuff before you go in preparation but there's also going to be some amazing miracles and you just have to make yeah. it to the end and keep trying and oh, it'll I all work that. out I love that so much I completely can identify with what it feels like to just feel like lord was this truly the decision you had for me? Was yeah. this the right choice to turn these papers in? Because it is constant. There's always something that happens. And there's always something that feels like a pushback. Yeah. Um, but two comments on that. I like this image of like holding a rubber band on your finger. And then like, you know, you you pull it back. So that you can release it and then it will soar, you know? And (laughs) so, you know, I was told when I was younger, you need to all, like, if you don't feel pushback, you need to check what direction are you headed in? Because there should always be some kind of resistance or tugging. But another thing you said earlier is just, you are doing this because you want to completely give a gift of Jesus Christ to others who don't have that. Yeah. Here's why God is doing this in helping you endure because you are the gift that he needs to give to you. And so even though you will be, you know, helping be an influence to win souls to Christ and be a vessel to just show people the love of Christ, the number one soul that your mission president, your companion and Jesus Christ are concerned about is yours. And so the coolest thing is, is all of those trials are because... Satan does not want your progression. He, he just doesn't. He, he does really not just want does you to be smart in the face. No, he's like, if she progresses, I'm afraid. Yeah. I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want the church to be so good because they have you progressed. And and that is really a cool perspective that yeah. it is not just for the other people, but it's for you. Like, this is for your growth, your happiness. 
and your eternal perspective. And yeah. so that has been hard um, for me to gravel with that concept because my mission companion said, um, my pension um, president said, well, Mariah, you know what? You can feel, because in the first 12 weeks, you have this thing called, like, a trainer. And Uh it's your companion, but they train you, you know, to learn how to be an independent and successful missionary. And, you know, he said, you can feel like you are putting your companion back by not knowing all the things that she knows. Because she's been on our mission for 16 months now. But, really... Her primary concern is you. Yeah. And so that was a cool perspective that it's not about that. It's just about um, everyone's growth, including including yours. Yeah, um, I love that. That's something that they said in mission prep one time is our teacher. <laughs> he was like, if you're not feeling Saiyan, then maybe you're not going in the right direction. Enough. I love that. Like, he was oh like, my gosh, he's going to try to tear down the strongest. Yeah. You know? So it's a good perspective to have because when you know that, then you're like, you can like identify. Him. I'm going to fight this. Yeah. And then I'm like, not today, <laughs> yes, Saiyan. Not today. It's true. It's so true. Yeah. <laughs> well, how can others be lifelong missionaries or if they are not offered the opportunity to serve a full-time mission and be like, directly in the field what advice would you give to them for just everyday missionary work yeah that's a good question I think we all should be lifetime missionaries and they say the best way to prepare for mission if you're going is to be a missionary now and if you're not you know you can be one in the future or you can just be a missionary all the time but I think about just what Jesus did when he was on earth and how he served and how he loved and how he healed and that's really what missionary work is I saw a quote one time and it said being a missionary or just trying to be an everyday missionary is like trying to be an apostle right because that's their calling is they're just full-time missionaries all the time and I think you just have to notice the people around you and like where they're at spiritually because sometimes people just need love sometimes they're not ready to hear the gospel and sometimes they just need love and to and maybe the love you'll show them is something they need and maybe they'll recognize God through that and maybe they're a little bit above that and maybe they're ready to hear a message and you could share a little scripture with them or something and then maybe they're ready to invite wow you know and so I love that concept of those three things of just learning like is this person at love stage I just need to show love are they ready for a message or are they ready for me to invite them wow and so I really just think it's the small and simple things of being a missionary it's what can I do to be closer to the savior today who can I pray for today who can I say hi to today wow different things like that and it's just it's just keeping your focus on him because he'll guide you to people, whether you have the badge on or not. He will guide you to people that are ready. I love that so much. If you had to pick one or two people who you, who are not currently serving as a full-time missionary, but act like a missionary in your life, who would those be? The first one that comes to mind is just my dad in yeah. general. Because my dad, he... Like, he's that person on the street who's saying hi to everybody. (laughs) Like, doesn't matter who they are. Hey, how's it going? Like, have a good day. And he was the one who would see a need and fulfill it, whether that was, like, shoveling someone's yard or different things like that. And 
I just remember just seeing how he served and maybe he wasn't preaching the gospel, but he was sharing love to our neighbors who were members and who weren't members. Mm -hmm. And that's just, that's just what Jesus would want him to do. And that's what he would want all of us to do is just to love our neighbor. I love that. And so he is one of them. Um, I would say there was, there was, um, a guy who I had a job with this summer and he was an amazing missionary and he wasn't even a missionary, but he would just, he was just not afraid to share the gospel and share the love of God and Every time we would leave someone, he would say, like, God bless you, have a great day. Oh, I love that. Or, like, Heavenly Father loves you so much. And, like, he he wouldn't know if people were members or non-members or Christians or yes. anything like that. But it's just, like, not being afraid to mention Jesus' name and God's name. That was who he was. And I learned a lot from him, and I hope I can align more of my life with that as well. But... Sometimes I think people get scared, like, what if people are offended, or what if people, you know, will get mad at me if I say it, but if you just say, like, those simple things, like, Jesus loves you today, or God bless you, and maybe it'll just spark some interest in someone's mind, you know? So it's just the little things. That is awesome. You know, what I thought of when you were talking about those everyday missionaries, this is, I mean, in all seriousness, the Chick-fil-A workers, like My pleasure yes. yes like they show kindness like christ every single day even when people are mean in the drive-through like yeah. they are consistently kind and smiling and i have only in all of the years chick-fil-a has been open and i remember i was probably like in middle school when chick-fil-a opened um or the first one came to my area and i remember in all of that, those years, only one experience have I had when I had a negative worker. Yeah. So Chick-fil-A is like rocking it. <laughs> They're doing something right. They are doing it right. <laughs> they are. And so if they, if there's any like Chick-fil-A employees or like district managers or like senior <laughs> managers, we would love to have um, unlimited Chick-fil-A for life. Yeah, and we so would love that. Please. Here's a... A free sponsor for Chick-fil-A. <laughs> we love Chick-fil-A. Yes, Thank we you. love it. <laughs> well, no, it's true. It is so awesome. Just being kind. Yeah. You do not get a lot of good customer service in this world. Are no. just people who are genuine. Like I want to help, and yeah. I think that that's really cool. So yeah. just open your eyes. You know, like yeah. I think a lot of it's just like look around, like get off your phone in a way. Just look sure. and see, like oh, does someone need help, or could I smile at someone today? It's It's amazing how the simple things can go a long way. They do. Yeah. And so what would you say is like the most exciting thing that you want to see on your mission? Uh, I want to say so many, but someone told me the other day, they're like, don't have expectations because then they're not going to come true. And I'm like, ah, (laughs) which in a way it's good not to have expectations because then like, you know, it'll just be a surprise. Like, oh, my mission was a surprise. Yeah. (laughs) But, um... (laughs) I think one thing I want to see is whether someone accepts the gospel or not, like that's totally up to them. Everyone has their free agency Mm -hmm. and that's something I can't control. But I just, one, I want to see myself be more converted because if I can convert anyone on my mission, hopefully that's more myself. Mm -hmm. You know, hopefully I am just so immovable in the gospel 
but I would love to just be in a lesson and to be sharing the first vision or one of the first lessons and I would just I would just love to see someone feel the spirit and yeah. recognize the spirit because for so many people that I could potentially teach that could be the first time that they True. could ever feel the spirit or know that it's the spirit mm -hmm. and so I think that would just be one of the coolest experiences for me if I could just know that someone felt Jesus Christ today I love that so much and so um one last thing what would you say to anyone who's listening today who is struggling with their relationship with Jesus Christ or um, Heavenly Father and just like feeling so disconnected from yeah. their relationship? And after that, if you'd like to share your testimony, we'd love to hear that. Okay. Um, there have totally been times in my life where I have not felt God's love and where my faith has been tried and I think if I've learned anything throughout my 19 years <laughs> of living is just to keep trying because the times that I stopped trying, the times that I didn't pray or that I was like, you know what, I'm mad at God, he doesn't deserve to hear my prayers, like, yeah. which is a horrible perspective to have because he's given me so much, but the times that I was so bitter and stubborn, it was the times that were the hardest for me and that I like couldn't seem to like see clearly out of it but the times where I was struggling and I was like you know what this is a trial this is hard I can't feel God right now I don't know if he's there but if I kept praying even if my prayers were little and even if I didn't really feel anything in my prayers for a long time like it eventually over time got there and so I think a lot of the gospel and a lot of following Jesus Christ it's just keep trying because this world is it's moving away from him, which is yeah. really sad. But if we keep trying to turn from him, we will eventually find him. Yeah. And if you don't feel his love now, you will feel it eventually. It's it's just a little rock in the road. Like, this trial is not going to be forever. Right. And I just know that our Heavenly Father did give his son for us. And I know he went about doing good. And I know he suffered for us and I know he probably wishes there is a different way that he could have gone about it but he wouldn't have changed it for the world because he loves each and every one of us and when we are feeling any kind of feelings or we think that no one understands he really does understand because he went through your whole life before you went through your whole life and I love that feeling of like you know what, if anyone's going to be my true friend, he's the truest friend I have. Because he's been here throughout everything. And I know he was born of a humble birth. And I know he died for each, each and every one of us so that we can live with him again. And mm -hmm. I just can't wait for the day he comes out of the sky with angels. And yeah. I know every knee will bow to him. And that we will all know that he is the Christ and that we will all be saved. And I say these things, I send Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you so much. I love talking to you and hearing your heart. And my heart, a little piece of my heart feels broken that you're going to be so far away. It's sad, you know? but it's happy. It no. so is. You are a remarkable individual, and the Lord delights in you. He takes joy in using you, and so I know you're going to do so well on your mission. Thank we you. will miss you, and I better be on your email list. You will. And, um, <laughs> You'll get all these fun pictures. Yes. <laughs> it'll be so fun. Um, 
whatever the Lord does, it'll be exactly what needs to happen. And you will find a little bit of joy in every single day because he'll be with you. And so I am just so excited. (laughs) This is crazy. You have like uh, a month and a half. It's crazy. The days are counting down. (laughs) Yeah, it's wildness. Well, you will do so well. And please keep in touch. And thanks so much for joining us and encouraging everybody today. I appreciate you. Thank you. We got uplifted today. Yay! Jesus. (laughs) Jesus is good, always. And if anyone is listening, we invite you, if you have any more questions, to meet with the missionaries, um, meet with anyone in your life who shows you more of Jesus Christ's love and um, know that he loves for you, has great love for you and know that um, your purpose is so valuable and eternal and um, that you belong. And so just just know that you're loved and we want to be here for you, for your progression and for your joy. And so I just leave that with you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And thanks so much for joining us today. I hope you all have a fabulous day. Bye.